today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. I want to talk hockey a little bit because this weekend, assuming all the guys who are currently on NHL rosters from around here play the games that they're supposed to be playing and are not sad or injured or whatever else, this Saturday night in the second half of the Hockey Night in Canada doubleheader when Calgary is playing, I think they're hosting the Kings at home. I believe it's the Kings. Mark Jankowski, who is a Dundas kid, he's in his second full year with the Calgary Flames. When he steps on the ice for that game, he will play, he will be the play, the 20,000th hockey game, NHL game, by a Hamilton hockey player. I mean, it sounds like an enormous number. I'm not sure it is. It's a good number. It's a nice number. It's a number to celebrate. 20,000 is a nice round number. And we have had a lot of guys in the league over the years. I want to bring on Gary McKay. He is a longtime writer with the Hamilton Spectator, hockey writer. He is the now the chairman of the Hamilton Sports Hall of Fame. He's a guy who knows Hamilton sports history as well as anyone. Gary, thanks for doing this today. Uh, anytime, Scott. Who? Let's start right off with the top. Who is, in your mind, the best hockey player that this city has ever produced? Dave Andrzejczyk. No question? Yeah, no question. I, I mean, you can argue Harry Howell. Uh, it, would, it would be one of those two. Um, Harry, they both had long, long careers. Uh, Dave Andrichuk, uh won a Stanley Cup. Where Harry, at one point, held the record for the longest career without winning a Stanley Cup. But uh, I, mean, two, I, I think it would be Dave Andrichuk. Two completely different players. Dave yeah. was an offensive machine who went into the Hall of Fame because of his numbers. Harry was hardly, hardly scored at all, was a defensive stalwart who went into the Hall of Fame because of his defense. Yes, and, and Harry used to joke that he didn't, you know, he didn't get a lot of accolades at the time because I think it was his second year in the league. Bobby Orr came in, and he and that was it for him. He said nobody would ever hear about him as a defenseman again. The funny thing about Harry too is that he only scored ninety-four goals in his career. He played fourteen hundred and eleven regular season games. Uh, again, a defensive guy, but he scored on his first ever shot in the NHL. Remember him telling me the story. He just took a he flipped a backhand from the blue line. He was about to skate off to go on a line change and just flipped it towards the net, not even looking. And the goalie was screened and it went in over his shoulder and he scored. And that was one of the few. Yeah, he did. He didn't score a lot, but you're right. He was a great defensive defenseman, and uh, at the time, that's what you needed, you know. So uh, they're they're two different players and uh, uh, two different uh, personalities. Uh, they're. They're just great ambassadors for for Hamilton. They have been. Harry's not well now, but uh, uh, they're both great ambassadors for Hamilton. The the history now. I I actually found this out. I I knew the name, but when I was writing the piece today about this, and it's in the spec dot com spectator the spec dot com. You can find it there. But I, I obviously I knew the name of Babe Die Cecil Babe Die. I didn't know a ton about him to be honest before writing today. He was the first Hamiltonian who ever made it into the NHL. And what I discovered about him today was, because I never knew why he was named Babe, it's because he was a better, probably, baseball player than he was hockey player at the time, and then he got the nickname Babe because of Babe Ruth, I guess. Um, so did you call me because you think I might have covered that game back in 1990? <laughs> yeah, I think so. But is the fact about this is he wasn't just the first Hamiltonian. He was a, I mean, he was a great player. He led the league in scoring a few times. He's gone into the Hall of Fame. Do you think that people around here, and I mean, time time does this. Time whittles away at people's memories, and we don't really know the people who played once upon a time. Do you think most Hamiltonians know anything about Babe Die? I would suggest nothing. I would suggest you could probably poll a thousand people in Hamilton 
and you'd be lucky to find one that has ever heard of them. It's just the way it is. I mean, uh, you know, 1919, and I I think there are, and you being a a huge baseball fan, would probably agree that there are a couple baseball players from Hamilton that played in the majors that nobody has ever heard of. A guy named Frank O'Rourke, who's probably the best player uh, that that I would say, yes, nobody has ever heard of. Now, is that normal then? I mean, that that happens in every city, right? We're not just really bad here at keeping track of our legends. And and we're, we're, we're trying to correct that uh, with our Hamilton Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, that's one of the things that we're trying to do. And uh, Babe Dye isn't in our Hall of Fame yet, but then there are lots who aren't in there yet. We, uh, we've got, I think we... I, no no rush, now. I guess. He's not coming to the induction. No. <laughs> no. Hey, and, you know, it, it, would be, it would be interesting to find out if we could even find any uh, descendants. You know, that's always, that's always interesting. The shortly after Babe Dye joined the NHL, and he was the first Hamiltonian back in 1919, uh, he was then joined, I think about eight or nine years later, by Dick Irvin. Now, many people listening will 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 remember Dick Irvin, who was the Hockey Night in Canada broadcaster, right. who for the long time was sort of the voice of the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, it was his father. It was his father, yes. Who, who played briefly because he got injured. I think he fractured his skull and he had to retire, but uh, he is much better known. He had a long, illustrious career as a coach. Right, right, absolutely. Yep. L- the Leafs and the Canadians and he, he one Stanley be, he Cups. He would be better known than, than Babe Dye, by well, far. So, well, certainly in modern days because his son carried on the name, absolutely, right. and, and so right. people know that. Uh, shortly after them, and, and uh, as I said in the paper today, we're not going through every single one of them. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> people heaven. people listening don't have to think. They're going to do every getting, single I'm, player. I'm getting old. God. I don't know how I can <laughs> make it through every one. But the only reason I mentioned the next guy who was in after them is because he has a really interesting story as well. His name was George Owen. He didn't live here for very long. He lived here for a few years, and then his family moved to Boston. But George Owen is credited with being the first player ever in the NHL, first skater ever to wear a helmet, which I don't know. I don't know that that's something that a lot of people know about. So we have the first player to wear a helmet and the last guy to wear a mask. Not to wear a mask. Not to wear a mask. Right, right. Andy Brown. Right, right, yeah. Now, Andy Brown, so George Owen, again, we, we don't know a lot. George Owen, again, was one of those guys. He was a great football player. And in fact, the helmet that he wore when he broke it, when he was wearing it in the NHL, the helmet he wore was his leather football helmet from his Harvard football team, which tells you kind of what, well, it tells you a lot about a lot of things when they were still wearing the, when they're still the leatherheads back then. But Andy Brown, have you met Andy Brown? Uh, I believe I did once a long time ago. And, and I, a few years back, I tried to track him down and wasn't very successful. Uh, Andy Brown was fair to say a character. Yes, Andy. He grew up in the the beach strip right near where Hutch's is down there. Yep, and played hockey around here growing up all along. And it was at a time when goalies didn't wear a mask. That was just very customary. But then Jacques Plante came along and everybody started wearing one, but not Andy Brown and. I mean, I talked to him a long time ago. Did you? Do you know why he decided he didn't want to wear a mask even when everybody else no, was? No, I, I don't. I, if, if I did know at one time, I certainly don't remember it now. And that was because I got hit in the head uh, wearing a mask <laughs> too many times. But the amazing part about Andy Brown not wearing a mask is not that he, not that there was a time when he didn't, because again, that was commonplace when he broke into the pros. 
he was still not wearing it after Stan Makita and Bobby Hall had discovered how to warp their sticks into banana blades and started oh, yeah. firing pucks at 100 miles an hour, and they had no idea where it was going. Yeah, that, that was, that's absolutely crazy. I, I, I don't understand that. And he still didn't put it on. It was either because it wasn't comfortable or... Now, he didn't play a lot of games in the NHL, I do not believe. He played, I can actually find out the number, I've got it right in front of me here, I think. Andy Brown played 62 NHL games, but he was in the NHL for a number of years. He was often a backup. He played a lot in the AHL. Uh, He had a long AHL career. He was probably recovering from concussions the rest of the time. (laughs) Probably. And I remember him, the one time he told the story that, I, I don't know who his backup was, but he and his backup, who also didn't wear a mask at that time, there, he said there was not a single day during the season that one of them did not have either a black eye or stitches. Yeah, I can believe that. that that's, that's, that's not crazy. hard to believe. It's not hard to believe. No. But it is, it, it is remarkable, again, that we... Uh, I mean, that, in a lot of ways, Gary, you kind of say, well, that's kind of Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, the toughness and everything else, it, that's kind of Hamilton. Well, toughness or stupidity, one of the other. Well... One or the other, for sure. Yeah. Don't know which one it was. And, uh, and uh, who are we to judge? Well, as far as I know, he's still with us. So whatever, however many pucks he took to the head, it didn't, uh, he, he went, he moved down to Indianapolis and he yeah, got into. Yeah, I was just going to say, last I heard he was in Indianapolis. And it's either, I can't remember if it's either horse racing or car racing that he became very involved in. I think it was car racing. Mm. Um, I want to get to other players in just a minute, but the interesting thing about this too is it's, we're talking about 20,000 Hamilton NHL games, which will take place this weekend. And, and look, it is not necessarily a scientific number. The way this was done is it's people who were born in Hamilton, people who are listed as being born in Hamilton, because there, there are players who, uh, moved here when they were three or four, it's impossible to figure out that, but, and, and by the same token, Gary, there are guys on this list who were born here and basically left before, you know, they could speak. Right. Here's, can I give you another, what I, what I just looked at, looking at my notes here, what I just found to be an interesting Hamilton sort of connection here. Um, like we had the 24-25 Hamilton Tigers hockey team. Yes. Who were known for being the first ones to go on strike. Yes. And we have Bill Friday, NHL referee, who left the NHL to go to the WHA, and because of that, you know, became a... a all the referees in the NHL loved him because they got huge contracts when they weren't getting money before. So he was a big labor leader, if you will, in a way, for the referees. So here's Hamilton, a big labor city, and we have two connections uh, through hockey. Absolutely. And the, and the, the Hamilton Tigers of 24-25 were an NHL team. They were our last NHL team. They yep. eventually went down, became the New York Americans, and then... Uh, went from there, but uh, but again, it's not just the players. We've had a lot of players. I think it was eighty something, eighty plus have played right. from the city. But we have had people on the periphery or on the fringe—not the fringes—that's not the right word—but uh, not on the ice in Builders. hockey who yeah. have made huge contributions, who have been very involved. One of them, the first one that comes to mind, obviously for me, is Pops Kineski. Right, right, the inventor of the goalie pad. Yeah, down at Kineski's, which was. Yep. Down by Victoria or Wellington and uh, and uh, Barton until it got knocked down. I don't think anything's been built there yet. It's still supposed no, to be, no. but um, so but yeah, Pops Kineski, huge. Um, and I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame yet. He's in your Hall of Fame. He's in the Hamilton Sports Hall of Fame. Yes, but he's not in the Hockey Hall of Fame. To the best of my knowledge, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so. He is. Uh, another guy, much more current. In fact, he's still working. 
is a guy now, I don't know if you'll know this name, Shirali Najak. No, I don't. Shirali, I think you have mentioned him to me. Shirali Najak. Hockey Night in Canada? Yes, he is the executive producer of Hockey Night in Canada. He's the guy who runs it. He's a Scott Park grad who came, who moved to Canada. This is a great story. He moved to Canada from Uganda when he was a kid, like very young. And so the guy who's running our... The, the coverage of our national sport is a Ugandan Canadian. It's, it's, it's a terrific twist that, uh, and he, I mean, he's a very loyal Hamiltonian. He, as I say, grew up here, went to Scott Park. And, um, who, if we were going to do, and I'm putting you on the spot here because I did not give you fair warning for this. So nonetheless, uh, if I was going to put you on the spot and say, come up with your best, your all time Hamilton. Now they did this at the Bulldogs one time, but your all-time Hamilton hockey lineup. Once your starting lineup of players from this city, who would it be? I mean, you've already mentioned two of them that I would assume Dave Anderchuk is going to be on a wing and Harry's going to be on defense. Right, right. And uh, I would, I would have Rick Natras on there. All right. And uh, Murray Oliver. Murray Oliver. Okay, as a forward. Yep. And uh, well, you know, hmm. What, now, where would I put Pat Quinn? As a coach or as a defenseman? Yeah, I'm trying to think. But I put him on as a defenseman. or I would have him as a coach. So now I need another winger. You need a winger and a goalie. Uh, well, now, goalie is interesting because now we get into what qualifies as a Hamiltonian, right? Like, I don't think... Um, I don't think... Uh, uh, Ken Dryden? I don't think either of the Drydens qualify. Now, for the sake of this 20,000 number, they did because they were born in Hamilton. Right. However, your point is they both left very, very young. They didn't really grow up here. No. Uh, and, and the same could be said for Don Edwards, who was born here, um, but grew up in Caledonia. You could uh, say, and you could say the same for Ray Emery, if you want to put it into that uh, as well. I mean, there are the, so now we're looking at mm, Alan Bester. Yeah, the Alan Bester or... Um, uh, I'm just trying to see who else here is on the list. Uh, that's um, Frank Caprice, probably not. No, Alan Bester would be ahead of him. Uh, and then Andy Brown, I don't think he's going to be your guy. He's a great story. I don't know if he's going to be yeah, the guy. No. The problem, Alan Bester uh, would probably have the most number of games played. The problem is his goal, goals against average was four. But in fairness to him, he <laughs> played for the Leafs. At that time, honestly, <laughs> we, we could put together a team right now with just the people who are in the CHML building, and we might have been able to beat the early 80s Leafs. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so I'm stuck on a winger, yeah? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you help me out with a winger. Well, so, I mean, uh, you could put Steve Steos in there if oh, you want. Oh, that's what it would be, yeah. Steve Steos, Ron Murphy would be in the mix. Um, yep. Todd Harvey might be there. Yep. Uh, I'm just trying to see who else you might want to include. Steve Sayos has played a ton of games. I mean, Steve is one of five Hamiltonians who've played a thousand games. Right. Uh, Andrew Chuck played 1639. Harry played 1411. Marie Oliver played 1127. John Tanelli, who again is one of those guys who just was here and then gone. So, but he's on the list. Uh, He was at 1,028, and Steve Steos was at 1,001. Now, here's the thing. All the players you mentioned, and understandably so, because they, those were guys that made a mark are retired players. Someone like Ryan Ellis, who is from, he's from Waterdown, he's from uh, Millgrove. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where does he fit into this thing? Is he a guy who gets consideration, do you think, at this point as being on that all-time team on defense with Harry? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I, and another defenseman that uh, would get consideration uh, is Willie Huber, who, who was born in Germany, but moved to, you know, moved to Hamilton uh, when he was just, 
a couple of years old. Yeah, Joe Sorella, another yeah. one. I mean, yeah. here's the thing, and this, this is the beauty of this thing, is that there's so many of these guys, we don't have, we have Dave Anderchuk and Harry Howell, as you said, and if you go back far enough, you have uh, uh, Babe um, Die. Babe Die, yeah. And you have Dick Irvin. So, but that's way, way, way back. We don't have a Gretzky in this thing. Right. And so a lot of the players that, when you start mentioning, when we start mentioning these players, a lot of people, I think, go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Forgot about him. Oh yeah, and there was at one time. I don't even know if it's still up. I haven't been up to the um, uh, the arena. What's the arena up at uh, by the Shadok hospital? Shadok, Shadok Twin Pad. They used to have a a wall, not really a wall of fame, but kind of with pictures of all the players from this city. And there were a lot of times when I was watching my kid play or getting ready to go on the ice. You walk around, and you go, Oh yeah, I forgot he was from here. There's a lot of those. Oh yeah, I forgot who played from Hamilton. Right. 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 Exactly. Yep. The, uh, here's one other thing before I let you go. Most of our current players, the guys who are in the league right now, who are on rosters right now, Ryan Ellis, Ben Sherratt, who plays for Winnipeg, Darnell Nurse, who plays for Edmonton. Jankowski. Uh, Jankowski, who plays for Calgary. Uh, uh, Zach Ronaldo, who is hurt right now and plays for Nashville. And, oh man, who am I forgetting? Oh, and... Um, I'm trying to pull out your story very quickly. Here. Yeah, I can't even think who it is right now. Uh, Sherratt, Nurse. Anyway, I'll think of it in a second here. Because uh, I did not include someone like Cam Talbot, who who is from Ancaster now, goalie for Philadelphia, but he was born in Caledonia. Anyway, most of our guys are on defense. Any reason you can think of for that, that most of the players in recent years that have made the NHL have been defensemen? I is there a good that... theory? No, I don't think there is. I, I can't think of any reason why our would, our top players would be defensemen. Um, hmm. ben, sorry, Ben Harper, who plays for Ottawa, was the okay. other is the other one who's still active. Thank you. Yes, um, that doesn't make uh, doesn't make sense, does it? Why? What what possible reason could there be that they're all defensemen? I don't know. I don't know. It, it's it may just be a weird coincidence. I'm sure it is because I don't think that we are having a bunch of coaches that are only working on teaching defense. I wouldn't think, but anyway. It's a uh, it's an interesting it's an thing. Interesting one. Saturday night, second half of the doubleheader. Uh, Mark Jankowski wears number seventy-seven for the Calgary Flames. If you look for him, that'll be game number twenty thousand for a Hamilton hockey player. Gary McKay. Uh, by the way, the Hamilton uh, Sports Hall of Fame. It is this, the website is HamiltonSportsHallOfFame dot com. Correct. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Gary. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.